Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Opinions. Pop Opinions. Episode 130. Yay. It's exciting. Is it? Is every like. I don't know. Like, it's just fun. Just not that it's not. I'm not saying I'm not excited. You should always be excited. I'm always excited. I know. But it's like these little, these little milestones. And then like the big ones is like 150 and 200. But like. I don't know. know. I was going to say 131 for obvious reasons. Yeah. 31. Were you about to say our address? No. 31 because I was born on Halloween, obviously. That was, right? That was, I rec- let the record show that she winked. I tried. <laughs> tried. And it was really awkward. I can't wink. It was like, a, <laughs> and your other eye blinks. You also look like a pirate while you're doing it. Walk the plank, lady. Yep, we got a, a glass of wine and a wild day. Case, how are you doing? It was a wild day. It was like, so I had the day off today because I had physio and then I had therapy. So physio's just here in Aurora. That's fine. 930 did that. Therapy's down at one o'clock in the city in Yorkville. So Meg's like, I'm going to come with you. She's been sitting around a lot. She's like, I want to come with you. And it was just one of those days that like it was either really, really good or it was just like chaotic like we lost our car in the underground parking we memorized it but when we went okay so what happened was we parked on one I guess parking level one but when we looked it said exit to p2 so we thought we were on p2 we didn't read the whole sign because we were in a hurry we had to like get to my therapy so we're like we want to drop off this camera and get there and then when we got back and then there was like kind of these sketchy guys in a truck. I'm sure they were fine, but we walked and then where exactly where our car would have been in the right spot was empty. And I was like, that's weird. Our car's not here. Anyways, Mike took a picture of where we were. Thank goodness, because then we were able to color match, be like, we're on the wrong color. So we're on the wrong floor. But we were like running. Like you have to imagine like it's it would be fine if there was nothing else we had to do. But I had to be even further in the city for one o'clock so it was like yeah so then we like rushed there and then we did more underground parking and I literally parked the car and ran as fast as I could and I just made it I barely had sat down and she opened the door oh you're here and I was like (sighs) barely you know so and yeah it was just like we were just kind of all over the city and stuff so I don't know Mike wasn't feeling great and a little bit of a panic attack in the film store. And so I don't know. It was just like a chaotic day. So I just felt like I needed a little glass of wine to like take it down a notch. How are you, Jack? I'm good. Uh, we made apparently I saw a TikTok appearance on, on Meg's TikTok. Yeah. I don't remember what it was because she makes a bunch of videos, but it was like, oh, you can hear my mom and brother in the background. And oh. I almost commented, but I felt like I was going to sound too aggressive to be like, or maybe you're in the background of us. Exactly. That'll I sh- show her. Yeah. And I was like, I can't even hear us anyway. Yeah, I can't. I turned the volume all the way up. Yeah. Because like, I know we were recording our last week, this show, and then she was doing a TikTok in her room, which is like connected, but you couldn't hear us. No. Like, what are we screaming? Rah! Maybe. Um, are you good? Yeah. Um, I have a little little project coming out. Yeah, fun. Starts tomorrow. Not really a set like time and plan, but I'm sure if if when it happens, I'll 
I don't really post on social media, but maybe I'll post about this. We should post more, though. Yeah, we should. We always say it, and then we have good intention, and then it doesn't work out. No. Because I feel like we need to, like, branch out a little bit. People would love us if they listened. We have, like, four people listening, maybe. We don't know, actually know, but like, right? Like if we posted, then people would be like, we got to check that mother-son podcast out where we talk about pop culture. I feel like it should be more, I feel like this isn't like the mother-son yeah, dynamic. We're just co-hosts. Yeah, we are. We're, We're just, buddies. I was going to say friends. <laughs> I mean, we are four friends, but mm-hmm. like, I feel like it's kind of weird to say, not that you're friends with parents, nothing wrong with that, but just to say like, we're friends, but it's like, we're a little bit more than that. Because you gave birth to me. Yeah, I really did. Yeah. Not, we're not more than friends. It's not. <laughs> no way. No one start playing Sweet Home Alabama, please. That's funny. Um, TV shows, you just finished The Last of Us. Yes. Tell everyone how much you loved it. It, it. It's one of those, like, again, TikTok idea to redraft HBO shows. I, I think I would be shocked. If both of us were doing a draft, I would be surprised if it came out of the top four. Right. In terms of HBO shows now. Like that White Lotus since I've watched it. Like yeah. that's a that's a TikTok idea. That right. will redraft HBO shows because it was just that great. It's Well, I think I don't know whoever gets first pick. It's, you know, cuz like Are you picking it first? I I don't know. I, because I'd be scared to lose it to you there's that a I few, might. There's a few shows. I feel like But then it's also Euphoria. Would be a tough. There's a lot Game of Thrones. I know. I Big know. Little Lies. Oh yeah, yeah. It'd be hard. I feel like our gentleman's agreement would be like, I'll take Game of Thrones and The Last of Us. You can have Euphoria and Big Little Lies. No, absolutely not. No? No, I don't know. I really, really love that show. There is something about the way it's done. Like every episode feels like almost like a new movie or, or a new... Like they did a really, really good job with that show. The the character development, um, especially with um, Daddy Pedro Pascal. If people don't know, they call him the Internet Daddy. Uh, also, um, Zaddy. Zaddy, he his character development his is pretty incredible. Hers is like she's I mean phenomenal actor. I love too. I was telling you that she got paid more than him, and I was really happy about that. Now there are a couple episodes she's in it a little more, so I get it. But it's still like I feel like that was the first time I heard that we're making the step in the right direction towards like, you uh, know, the male female. I think there's a or maybe it was the opposite. I was thinking there was another movie um, with like Mark Wahlberg where there was a dispute mm-hmm. with like reshoots that they weren't going back. Oh, it was Michelle Williams and him. No. Did he take less? Oh, I hope he did. I mean, that might be one redeeming part of Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. I feel, though, um, I feel like in that situation, he took a pay cut for her. Whoever, it was Michelle Williams, I'm pretty sure, and someone else. Also, um, Ryan it, Gosling? No, I can't remember who it was. Because it was the all the money in the world. Because I'm yeah. thinking it was like Clis- Christopher Plummer, maybe. I believe he was in that movie. He is, yeah. I... But I don't think it should be somebody has to give up money. I just think they should be paid the same. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, no one should be like Pedro Pascal wasn't like pay me less and pay her more. It just they valued having her as her character. Like you're that's the problem is you shouldn't be taking away from the men. Like, that's not what people are asking for. No, but also 
it's one of those it's a tricky line of like it's not i'm assuming pedro pascal has an agent that negotiates a deal yeah to be a part of these shows and you're not hearing what the other person's getting yeah that's so, true and it's one of those awkward that in society you're not supposed to talk about how much money you make yeah and i'm sure like especially towards the end of that show like it does become about ellie more than joel 100%. in the last of us yeah 100 percent. well it is like it's really about her like the show is about her yeah yeah she is the the nucleus okay i don't know i hope that's right <laughs> Like the nucleus of the the whole thing. Not like the mitochondria. Maybe Joel Joel's the <laughs> maybe, mitochondria. Maybe, yeah, that would actually make sense. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's and then and then the one episode in particular, which I think not hyperbolic. The third episode of that show might be the best television episode I've ever watched. It's incredible. It's like because again, they're making you think this is the direction of the show. You're thinking, okay. Episode one's this, episode two's this, and then you see episode three, and you're like, what? This isn't anything, and then that just keeps happening. Oh, now we're meeting these people. Now we're meeting this. Now we're doing this. Now it's like like they keep you engaged and really interested. Like I found myself, which I haven't had in a very, very long time, thinking about the show, thinking about the characters. Like, I mean, I get pretty invested anyway, but this was like a different level for me. Like, I really loved it. Like, I was like, I think that's one of the best shows I've seen in a really long time. Not like it, like Ted Lasso and stuff. Like, I love that. This was different, though. Like, it had a different energy about it that I really. Maybe like a drama is what you're thinking. Maybe, like, yeah. Comedy, like, sure. You can Abbott Elementary, a- we love. Yeah, you can. Ted Lasso. Can yeah. get attached to those shows, but there's a difference where, like, the show for me that I'll always go back to is Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like that was the show of the time. Mm-hmm. Now there's just so many shows out there and some of them are streaming. Some of them are week to week that it's never consistent. Like no one is like, I don't know if water coolers even exist anymore, but that was the whole conversation. It was water on Mondays. It was, let's talk about Game of Thrones. Totally. And now there's just too much out there that like, well, a lot of people, I know a lot of my friends wait until shows are done and then they, they, um, binge them um yeah like there's just everybody watches at different time people are watching different there's so much to watch right i like the week to week i think it's good to be i was beside myself but i'm but i'm happy i did have that time in between i was beside myself though i mean the last of us didn't i didn't watch week to week but like we got ted lasso abbott and the mandalorian are all week to week and i'm happy with it i'm like give me give me that enjoyment for those i don't know i guess 20 to 45 minutes depending on the show yeah and i'll wait till next week because yeah. like if you miss it that much a you can go back and rewatch stuff totally or i just like having like oh here's this show for this day mm-hmm. and then i'll watch whatever else i'm watching which is exactly how we grew up like you didn't have like everybody this was when it was on you didn't have binging and stuff like that right so yeah you had more of the water cooler talk with the shows now so I'm in a debate of what my next, because like again, I have shows that you watch with someone, mm-hmm. what with the that, that girl, yeah. Um, that's what I decided. We're just, I'm just like yeah, that girl, that girl. Um, we have shows together, but then I'm stuck between my next. Okay, two. tell me. It's either gonna be The Boys or The Sopranos. Oh, okay. Where I'm. I I don't know why, but I always go with the shorter. I don't know why, because so the then boys. I just think yeah, because then I just think I'll hammer that out and then. The Sopranos, but the boys is still going. So Sopranos is not. So. It's not? Oh. Uh-oh. 
Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> um, All right, let's get into our stuff. Yeah, today's episode we have our IMC the Banker and Foxcatcher. Yep. And then we have I Am Deep Dives on Steve Carell and Anthony Mackie. So we have we watched movies of the opposite person that we're doing I Am Deep yeah, Dives on. I, I don't know if that quite makes sense, but you'll see. It works. It works for us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's rock paper scissors. Okay. Rock, rock paper, paper scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Rock, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. I finally won. I feel like I haven't won in a long time. Yeah, I should go back and I know. Some stats. I was going to say, we should it's have a lot the... of episodes. It is. Actually, not really, because we did the top 100 for a while. Yeah, we did. We haven't done like rock, paper, scissors for for like since the beginning. No. Not all 130 episodes. No, there's a good probably like 70 episodes, maybe wow. 60 episodes of just top 100 or I guess because we did do this before. Yeah, like we did. Like the first few movies, but we I don't did know. That. I think we just took turns. Like, yeah, how do we? Probably. Oh, it was just like a gentleman's agreement. Yeah, just we don't want to do that. Do I go first? Bleh. You go first. Now, winner. <laughs> Who's winning? <laughs> Who's winning? We get weirdly competitive. <laughs> we do. But then after we're like, ah, who cares who, about who won unless we have like something on the line? Yeah. Which we pro- probably need to do for that kind of stuff. Add more stakes. Well, it does make it more fun. Because right? then it's like, who's gonna watch the terrible Jennifer Lopez movie? I know. Who's when's Jack gonna watch De- Deadpool two? Yeah. There are some things, right? I don't know. Maybe yours will be Borat. Like I, because oh, okay. I actually don't think you'll hate it as much okay. as you, as think? it may be in your mind. Okay. Not like Jennifer Lopez movies. I know. Or is. Magic Mike. That made a lot of money, like a lot. Shout out, shout out, Channing Tatum. He's that that guy like, puts in the work. And like, you know what? It's not my it's, type of movie. Maybe it's good. I know. I'm like kind of curious now because it did really well. I'm I'm thinking because they opened it on Valentine's Day. People kind of were like group like people know what they're doing in Hollywood. If we put this out on Valentine's Day, there'll be all the Galentines, you know, the women get together and go watch the movie because they want to watch Channing. Some people will make their boyfriends go yeah. like, to that or John Mayer concerts. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm going to go first. Okay. Yeah. But then you can go first for the other thing. I watched The Banker. It is a 2020 movie on Apple TV. It is in- inspired by True Events. On Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 79, but the audience score was 100%. And I can kind of get behind that. Um, Tagline, don't pay the man, be the man. Oh, that's good. I really liked that. I was like, that is a good tagline. Uh, Directed by George Nolfi. He also was one of the writers. Um, There was three, but I didn't write them all down. Sorry. Uh, It is stars. Anthony Mackie, Samuel L. Jackson, Nicholas Holt, Nina Long, are your main people. Um, I'm just going to use their names in real life because it gets too confusing. So in the 60s, two entrepreneurs, which is Samuel L. Jackson and Anthony Mackie, hatch an ingenious business plan to fight for housing integration, sorry, and equal access to the American dream. So um, Anthony Mackie and his wife, Nina, moved to LA. They were living in Texas. Sorry? Uh, Is it Nia Long? Is it Nia? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Was I saying Mia? Nina. I oh, think, Nina. Like Dobrev. He threw uh, an extra okay. N in there. Not a big Ni- deal, but. Yeah, no, no, no. I should say the name right, which, yeah, that doesn't happen very often. Um, so he had saved a lot of money. He's really, really smart um, when it comes to finances. And he had saved a lot of money and was trying to get into real estate. So they moved there. He needs a he needs money to buy this apartment complex because he's thinking I can buy this apartment and then everyone has to pay me, right? Like pay me for all the little, for the, all the apartments. So 
Um, so he, um, oh, sorry, there is another guy. So Anthony Mackie convinces Patrick is his name, but it's Colm Mirney to sell him the building at a cheaper price. He's like, if you pay, if I think he had like 20 grand saved and it was 30 and he's like, if you give it for me for 20, I'll pay you back, whatever. Like he sets up like this deal with him. And then it's such a success that this Colm guy, Patrick is his name, um, they go into business together, but they have, cause he's white yep. and Anthony Mackie is not, he is not white. So they just kind of a gentleman's agreement. It's a handshake. There's no documents. So they have this business and it's going really well. Um, like he's able to buy a house and he, um, he's fixing up the complex, which then that introduces Nicholas Holt because he's the one doing the work, like the hammering and he's working. And at one point, Anthony was like, are you okay working for me? And, and Nicholas is like, yeah. Like, he doesn't understand. He's like, yeah, of course. But he's like, I would be your boss. And he's like, yeah. Like, you can tell. So it was like a good introduction of like, he's not he's not thinking in that way that he would in the South or LA, I guess. But um, in, in that the time. 60s, yeah. I'll say that. In the 60s. Um, unfortunately, Patrick does not make it. He dies in his sleep. Oh my god! Is the he wife, like? Is he like old? Yeah, he was a bit. Like uh, I wouldn't say he was that old, but I mean, back then they were all like smokers, drinkers. You know, he's like drinking at his desk every single chance. Morning. <laughs> yeah, like it's like yeah. So his wife uh, does not want to continue this relationship with him and wants him out of the way. And he's trying to say like we had a deal and it was working really well. And she's like, "There's no paperwork. Like too bad." And basically, it's like, I will sell you back. I think it was like 25 cents on the dollar for everything. So he loses quite a bit of money. So he now has to go to Samuel L. Jackson, who Nia was friends with back in the day. And they get introduced. And Anthony does not like him. He's kind of like he owns like this bar. He's got like women around him. He's like smoking, drinking. Like he's just and Anthony is not like that at all. He's like straight laced, very serious. He's like, I'm not taking money from him. But then once this Patrick guy dies, he's kind of like, I like I have to, you know, go to him. So gets money from him um, and they decide that they want to, um, you know, expand, like buy more buildings and stuff like that. But they know they can't because they're both black. So they get they're They decide they're going to teach Nicholas how like finances and stuff are run and how everything works so he can be kind of the head or the face of this company and so they do that and um he buys he decides that they need to buy this building that is filled with all the bankers and he needs oh yeah okay so um so while they're teaching um Samuel L. Jackson's like you have to learn how to golf to Nicholas you have to learn how like he's just like you can tell they're like molding him and trying but they only have like about a month so they do this for about a month with him um they end up with the building because Nicholas doesn't I don't think he understands it but he can memorize that's the thing like what I caught on to is like it wasn't like he understood it it was more like he could memorize what to say yeah so they end up with the building and then a ton more. Like, I'm talking like 117 properties or something. They just, like, they're on a mission, right? Um, and so they're doing really well. 
And then Anthony Mackie visits his dad in Texas and he decides that he needs to buy, he needs to do what he's doing in LA in Texas. He needs to buy up the land because he's noticing that the racism is bad. There's nowhere for black people to like go. They can't get loans. So they can't get ahead and they can't even get a home. So he's like, I want to buy a bank in Texas and do the same thing. Cause it was working in LA. Totally great. So they go, um, decides to buy the bank and oh and then give the loans to all the black community still using Nicholas Holt as the as the face but he's also the manager of this bank so they're like we're gonna buy it we're gonna stick Nicholas there he's the face and then we can start giving out loans the guys the guy that died Patrick the dad or sorry the son catches on to all of this and he is like absolutely not like you're giving it to black people he starts saying like white people are now like taking their money out of this bank because it's black owned and it gets like, it gets pretty dicey. Um, his wife, Nicholas's wife starts getting like, I don't like it here. Um, you need to have your own bank. Like, so he pressures Anthony and, and Samuel Jackson to be like, I need my own bank. And this is where it all goes sideways because they don't think he's ready. It's only been a few months since he's kind of learned this business and they don't think he's ready, but he's like, either you do it or I'm like, basically I'm out because he's getting it from his wife. So he's just like, fine, I'll do it. But he doesn't understand this business and he really screws the pooch for them. Like really badly <laughs> where they lose like basically everything gets them in trouble. Um, and then it gets the, I don't, I don't know. It said federal. I don't know who the people were like audit. He was audited, I guess. So he's in his office. This guy comes in. He's trying to like audit them and he doesn't know anything. Like he doesn't know how to explain it. He's like, why did you do this loan? And Nicholas is sitting there like, I don't know. I don't know. Right. So they get caught. They get arrested. Um, I don't. The only reason they got arrested, though, that's where I was a little bit fuzzy is like because because of how they got the building it's like they took money from the other building and it was a little bit dicey but the two guys didn't know about it Anthony and Samuel they didn't know that's how he got it um so in order for Nicholas to not go to jail he was gonna get 50 years they said you have to turn on the two guys so he does but before he does it he calls Anthony and says this is what's gonna happen I like I don't have a choice like I can't go to jail for 50 years and so he does a favor for him which I'm not gonna say what the favor is just in case people do want to see it's a true story so I mean if you want to know but Anthony has to testify in court for his own case and he said the very very last line he says in court is like amazing he goes why is it so important for you to exclude an entire race from the American dream oh no entire yeah entire race from the American dream and the way he delivered it and the wording of it and the simplicity yet so impactful like I like he's like why like like really just sit and think like why do you want it like why are we pushing people down basically anyways it was really good the two guys ended up going to jail for three years um but they they had low backup plans so they're they were okay they they were managing um yeah I thought it was a great movie it's like a slow it's not um like I don't know what I thought it was it was gonna be but it is a very like just like an easy movie it's like 
deals with some really important topics. You know, you see how hard it was back in the 60s. Well, it's always been hard for them, but like, right, like what they um, just had to deal with. And three years after this all happened, they did make a a new um, law, I guess it was a law. In 1968, they got the Fair Housing Act was passed where you couldn't um, say no to somebody based on their skin color. So I thought that was really interesting. So yeah, it was a really good movie. I really liked it. Again, I wouldn't have, I didn't even know this movie existed. So I didn't either, which is a fun fact of how I found it. I was just on TikTok one day and it was a clip of him, Anthony Mackie, like working on a building and this white woman comes up and is like, oh, yeah. I don't want you working here. She's terrible. She's only in it for like, like just two scenes or whatever, but she is, she's terrible. Like, I mean, they had to have those kind of things. There's lots that happens. Like one guy has like derogatory comments, spray painted on his business. Like there's a lot more than what I gave there, just in case people do want to check it out, which I do recommend. I think it's a really good movie. A- Anthony Mackie's great. Samuel L. Jackson's, it's just him. Yeah, he you just know? always plays himself. He does. And Nicholas Holt was really impressive. I liked his character. The only time was when he got swayed by his wife, but I was like, no, you can't like... He wanted to do more. Like, that's all. Like, he wasn't a, he's not a bad guy. And he does. Yeah, he wasn't a bad guy. He was never deceitful to them. He just, he just screwed up because he got overconfident, I guess, or whatever. So, yeah, it was good. Nice. Um, so that leads me to my movie, mm-hmm. which is 2014's Foxcatcher, uh, directed by Bennett Miller, 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, tagline based on the shocking true story Mm. so i should say that it's based on true events there is i saw a whole list of like they changed this and this and he went to the wrestling team at at this year but they said it was this year was a lot of nitpicky stuff yeah um so it's about uh wealthy john dupart dupont dupont i I think isn't it uh i think so i literally just watched this movie could not remember because i was just trying to think of it in french and then it's american so they're Uh, like basically like john dupont yeah um uh who's played by steve carell invites an olympic wrestler mark schultz played by channing tatum to live in his estate and create a team for the 1988 olympics uh the journey that they go on heads down a dark a dark path to an unforeseen tragedy Mm mm-hmm uh, so Steve Crowd, Channing Tatum, Mark Ruffalo, Sienna Miller, Anthony Michael Hall, uh, Brett Rice, Vanessa Rogaine, Rogue. Oh, can't read his writing. Red Grove. Drink. <laughs> Red. What did I say? Did I say? I think I said Rogaine, like the thing mm-hmm. on, that goes in your hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we immediately meet Channing Tatum. He's wrestling like a dummy, which was. I'm sure they're like weighted to like actually throw them around because it looked a little too easy for him to to throw this thing around uh and he goes talks to school and says do you want to know why i wrestle and he just holds up his gold medal because he won in the 84 olympics he won a gold medal Mm. uh talks about like values and the american dream all that kind of stuff um but he's clearly like even in the first few scenes you could tell there's just something with his brother because his brother's also an olympic gold medal which is ruffalo mark ruffalo oh yeah. yeah yeah Who's also Olympic gold, his older brother, Olympic gold medalist, same year. Um, some kind of rivalry. So they both won gold. Uh, in the first few scenes, he also, you could tell this is the 80s because he goes to some unnamed fast food place and gets a burger. And then he goes home and eats ramen. Mm. 
not what Olympic athletes are eating nowadays. No. no. Uh, but then you get to see Ruffalo and Tatum. They're they're training. Um, they're kind of working on moves, and you could tell it's starting to get like not technical and just like petty fighting. And I think going up to I was about to say I in my head I'm saying Tatum, and I think I'm I'm thinking of Jason Tatum, a basketball player. Uh. Channing Tatum hits Mark Ruffalo in the nose and like causes a nosebleed, but they just he like kind of brushes it off and like snorts out some blood and they just keep going. Yeah, because they're wrestling and they're boys. Mm-hmm. Um, he then Channing Tatum gets flown out to Steve Carell's estate, and I have to say Steve Carell in this movie like this is what he got nominated for an Oscar for. He just looks so like old mm-hmm. and decrepit, and yeah. like his face is like you could tell it's different, but not like ridiculously different yeah um and he wants tatum to join his wrestling team and he wants to make a re- uh make a wrestling team to live on his property which is like huge and uh to pick this team so he goes to talk to his brother and when he does he's rocking the canadian tuxedo yeah jean jacket and jeans yeah. um and so he got to name his price to Steve Carell and he said $25,000 a year. Oh. Mm. And that's because it's the highest number he could think of. Oh, the fuck. Yeah. Aww. So he tries to recruit Ruffalo, but he has his family and doesn't want to move them. And later they talk about like their childhood and how much they had to move and how much that affected them. Uh, so he drives like right down. He gets to stay in the chalet, mm-hmm. which is just like a guest house. Which was another like you know in true events that's not where he stayed and I was like that oh, okay. doesn't matter to this movie yeah um, so then he gets to pick his team they start training the world championships are coming up they have signs in their gym that says like how many days to the world championship how many days to the Olympics because that's pretty much all the Your... only two things that you can do yeah yeah um, then um, oh then you like. They have a weird thing with Steve Carell's mom where she's like, she trains horses. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was going to become more relevant to the story. It wasn't. Right, really. Right. Um, like Tatum like sees her doing it and that's pretty much all you see of her. Besides, then she goes into training one day. Um, so then, but Steve Carell's so slowly becoming obsessed with getting Mark Ruffalo on this team. Mm-hmm. And he just wants him on this team and, you know, to have two Olympic gold medalists is such a big deal and uh tatum wins the gold at the world championships and you know like kind of celebrates with the u.s but then goes over because he's so appreciative of like steve crow gives him anything he wants at any time money's no object has the training facility lets him pick his own team so he goes to celebrate with him you could see ruffalo getting jealous um then they're in training one day and because everyone starts to, like, they kind of rally around Steve Carell because, like, they're celebrating and he, like, pretends to pass out but starts, like, wrestling someone. Oh, okay. So that was... He's a very odd duck, He's right? a very weird guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, And just, like, walks in, like, he's shooting with a bunch of cops, like, on, a, like, not a range, like, just on the property. Right. And then <laughs> As he just, one does. Yeah. And then the guys, like, run by and they go, like, John, 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 and, like, cheer, or they have some nickname for him. Then he just, like, walks into training, shoots the gun, like, just, like, in the air. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, let's have a great training day, guys. And it's like, okay, that's very, very odd. Um, And then he says to Tatum, like, come, like, 
meet me after train, like shower, meet me after training. I want to talk. And he comes in and Tatum is very like proper. Yes, sir. No, sir. Ma'am. All of that. Like Mr. DuPont, all that stuff. And he says, you know, my friends call me Eagle or Golden Eagle. Okay. So then he's, he does start calling him that. And then you don't like, I, maybe they said it, but I didn't realize, but Tatum starts to train Corral on wrestling and what to do. He later starts his own tournament. They are going, they're in a helicopter going to some event and Steve Crowell just casually does some cocaine and offers it. Yeah. Cause he's very nice. Generous. And, <laughs> and then that starts our, our downturn because Tatum does, does the cocaine and he has to do a speech where Steve Carell is, is a ornithologist, uh, fertilid, philatist, okay. and a philanthropist. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to say these words, and they're just like repeating it back and forth. It's it's one of the funnier scenes in the movie. Uh, so then after a little bit, Mark Ruffalo calls him, um, and he's very like not skittish on the phone, but he's kind of like. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm good, whatever. Like, not really asking about him. And he's, like, Mark Ruffalo's trying to get him to talk, and he just doesn't doesn't want to. He's taking a break from training. Okay. Leading up to the Olympics for some reason. Yeah. He's he got is. frosted tips. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, like, drinking now. He's still doing cocaine. So it's very down, very downhill. Um. When they talk about being friends, Steve Carell shares a story about how the only friend he had growing up was actually paid by his mom to be oh. his friend. Oh, no. So he found out when he was 16 that his friend was just getting paid to be his friend. Yeah, yeah. So you learn, you definitely learn throughout the movie about... Why he kind of... Is, is the way he is. Yeah, yeah, fair. Um, so then he funds and competes in an over 50 wrestling tournament. So why he was training with Tatum Yeah. to win this tournament which he does and then i looked after and it said that he paid the final guy to lose but oh. they didn't really show it unless i missed that oh, like i okay. was watching the movie like yeah yeah was it wasn't on my phone or anything and then i looked it up and they're like I, it had like a link to it and it said oh match fixing and i was oh. like oh did not realize that but he wins okay. this tournament and tries to like bring the trophy to his mom to impress his mom She's kind of like, well, wrestling's such a low sport, and I don't oh. like seeing you so low because mm. she's horses and it's literally on her Who high horse. Oh, yeah, good one. Um, so then Steve Carell again. They go. He goes to the, like a, hou- a guest house or something. They're all watching. It's not UFC, but it's like mixed martial arts, and they're watching it. And he's like, you know, I really want Mark Ruffalo. Like, I just, I really want him on the team. And he's like, wait, why aren't you guys training? And Tatum's trying to like explain it and then he kind of stops and he's like are you okay and just slaps him Mm -hmm. and calls him an ungrateful ape wow and then he says I'm going to get your brother no matter the cost oh even though before Tatum literally explains he's like it's not money isn't the problem he just doesn't want to uproot his family yeah clearly there is enough money offered and Mark Ruffalo ends up ends up there and then Channing Tatum kind of goes off by himself. Like mm-hmm. they're kind of doing like a little powwow before a workout and Tatum's just by himself doing like a workout and he's kind of done with Steve Carell. He's kind of distancing himself from everyone. Um, then you've actually see the uh, actual Mark Schultz, like the real person oh, is okay. in the movie. He's like a weigh-in official, mm. like at the, they're going to the Olympic trials. Okay. 
Um, Tatum loses his opening match, so it doesn't mean he's done, but it definitely hurts his hurts his chances. So then he destroys his room. He's um, smashes his head against a mirror. Oh, okay, like a lot. Um, Angry sobbing he starts like binge eating mm-hmm. so then mark ruffalo like breaks down his door because he's calling him and he's not answering so he comes to help but so there's 90 minutes before a weigh-in oh and he is 12 pounds overweight <gasps> oh my gosh so even before they find that out he's like making himself throw up because he knows he's over like he's eating so much food yeah so then he is on a bike with a hoodie and i'm assuming a lot of other layers on and he's just on this bike and he's just going stop going stop like crazy um for these 90 minutes gets butt ass naked for this weigh-in yeah and manages to make weight what you can lose 12 pounds in an hour and a half (laughs) also that you could gain gain that much in just about as much time yeah that's true depending on how you eat and while he's doing this training, you could tell, like, Tatum's just kind of done with Steve Carell at this point. Like, he just, he's really belittled him and just not made he's him, kind of, lost like his self-esteem. valued his brother more yes. than him. Yeah. Um, so then Mark Ruffalo kind of comes out and they have a moment. You could tell he wants to see Tatum, but it's kind of one of those, well, he doesn't want to see you. Mm-hmm. So they kind of have this moment back and forth. And Steve Carell doesn't come for, like, the championship of the trials, I guess. And... It's because his mom had passed away. Oh. So then Mark Ruffalo tries to like console the next time Steve Carell's at the practice. And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Like, yeah. he's, his delivery is very, like, his delivery is amazing in this movie because he's just always, you know, kind of talking like this. And no matter what the, because there's another point where there's a moment where his voice should have a lot more urgency, but it mm-hmm. doesn't. Oh, okay. It's still the same. Um. Then they're doing like a documentary about the team and more importantly about Steve Carell and his importance to the team. And there's this great scene where they get Mark Ruffalo to sit down and say, you know, uh, Steve Carell said that you're like a mentor or that he's a mentor to you. Mm -hmm. And he just can't say those words because it's just not how he feels about him. Yeah. Um, Then they make this deal to become the official U.S. training site for the Olympics and Channing Tatum brought Mark Ruffalo in and is like, we can't stay here. I talked to this other coach. We can go train there. Like, it's it's not going to be a big deal. Mark Ruffalo's like, no, like, I'm not going to move my family around. I don't. We committed to this. We're going to stay here no matter how much. Not no matter how much you don't like it, but he's like, after the Olympics, then we can figure something else out. Yeah, yeah. And I can't remember if he, they don't really show if he wins the Olympics. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure he loses. No, oh, okay. Um, but then after the Olympics are done, Tan- Channing Tatum leaves. But before that, Mark Ruffalo makes a deal where as long as he is working there, he still wants Channing Tatum to get paid, even if he's not there. Oh, so wow. that's this negotiation that's strong, kinda... strong arm he tries to make. That's a good deal for Channing. Yeah. So then uh, Steve Carell is watching the documentary and is starting to, you could tell wheels are turning and then it gets to the ending where it's just not what you would expect. Again, yeah. this is where you get the urgency in his voice. You would expect more, but you don't get more. And then the movie's kind of done. Yeah. Like then that's, that's the end of the movie. Something pretty yeah intense happens. Yeah. And then it's the end. They kind of show, um, I was about to say what happens. Like 
the real life. It is a true story, but I still don't want to say just yeah, in case just people in haven't case. seen it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fair. Um, but like even after after the Olympics, Mark Schultz retired from wrestling and just does uh, like wrestling clinics in Oregon. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, that is nice. And it was very well done. Uh, one of the only movies I think in history to be nominated for best director, but not best picture. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Steve Carell was nominated. Mark Ruffalo was nominated, but also I think. Um, Channing Tatum, I think, kind of got snubbed. To me, okay. he was like knowing that Steve Carell got nominated. It makes sense. I think Channing Tatum deserved a nomination. For I that. think he did not for Academy, but he did. There were other awards when I was looking through Foxcatcher for for Steve Carell. There were times I saw Channing's name come up. So because I think he. I mean, because he was also the like star of the movie, like he wasn't better than Steve Carell, but I think he was just underappreciated for that role. I think too, because Steve Carell was like physically different. The Academy loves that, right? When you're either playing a a real person or you physically change your body, they love that. If stuff. you do both, <gasps> you're in. You got it. Christian Bale went for Vice because that would make sense. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know he's nominated, but I don't know if he won. Uh, so yeah, Foxcatcher. Nice. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, which also brings us to our I'm Deep Dive. Now we, we switch people. Yes, which uh, is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got Anthony Mackie. And I want to start with, um, I don't know. I was trying to think. We never do like where they're from or anything, right? Yeah. I didn't write that down. Um, outside of movies, he hosted the 2021 SBs, mm, nice. which was r- the coolest setup. They were like on like a rooftop patio. Yeah. In New York, that was SPs really cool. SPs are sports, guys, yep. just in case. All my non-sports people out there <laughs> that listen. Uh, so then he was in quite a few plays, actually, as well. In 2001, he was in Up Against the Wind, where he played Tupac. Mm. Uh, then he was also in, in, sorry, that was 2001. In 02, he was in a play called Talk. In 03, he was in Moraney's Black Bottom. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the, obviously, as a play. Uh, 2004, Drowning Crow, 05. McReel, also in 05, he was in a soldier's play. 09, I looked it up, the Batchy, Backy, something like that. Okay. And then in 2010, he was uh, in a behead, a behanding in Spokane. So he is the theater guy too, which is interesting. It's something I didn't know about him. Something that he hasn't, so 2010 was the last time he was on stage. I think still though moved on from that but i just thought once you're in the mcu can you do anything else like oh my goodness no so um you know that i like to do these in segments yes so there are four segments okay anthony mackie leading to today i love it so from 2002 to 2008 so it's pretty big a lot of movies so this is early on some of the smaller stuff he was in crossing hollywood homicide she hate me uh, the Man, Freedom Land, Half Nelson, Heaven's Fall, Crossover, and I can't read that. Ascending, oh, Ascension, sorry. Ascension Day. Oh, okay. Some of the bigger things. Eight Mile. Oh, okay. Where he was in the final rap battle, or not the final one, but he kind of, he's against Eminem and just gets absolutely embarrassed. Nice. Um, also, uh, Brother to Brother, which was a big uh, LGBTQ oh, okay. plus movie at the time. Uh, the Manchurian Manchurian Candidate. Yeah. Denzel and Liev Schreiber. Yeah. Smaller role in that. I think like Meryl Streep's in that movie too. So Jodie Foster maybe. Yeah. Uh, Million Dollar Baby. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, we Are Marshall. 
Oh, God, I love that movie. And then a slow transition. 08, 09 is about... So Eagle Eye is the... Was 08, but I had it... 08 is kind of where he gets the big break. Okay. Which is... Oh, no, wait. Uh, 08 to 2013 or 09 to 2013 is the ascension. I didn't quite call it the big break because his break break was something else. Yeah, yeah. But he's in the Hurt Locker. Yes. Um, he's in the movie Notorious where okay. he plays Tupac once yeah, again, the yeah. second time in wow. his career. Um, Desert Flower, Night Catches Us. Uh, Louis, he was a narrator for a 30 for 30 documentary. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, he was in the Adjustment Bureau, Real Steel, and then some of the other stuff. Uh, 10 Years, What's Your Number? He was in Abe Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Oh. Uh, Gangster Squad, Repetence, uh, and the inevitable inevitable defeat of Mr. and Pete. Mm-hmm. Pain and Gain. Yep. Uh, Fifth Estate and Runner Runner. Okay. Pain and Gain especially holds a place in my heart that I'll never watch it again because it's probably not that good, but... It's Anthony Mackie, Mark Wahlberg, and The Rock. And yeah, yeah. All bodybuilders. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> it's so fun outside of like the illegal stuff. Right. Uh, then 2014 to 2019 is the big break. Okay. And it starts with Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Yes. He gets introduced as Sam Wilson, the Falcon, obviously leading into where he is now. Yes. Um, also in Black and White, Shelter, uh, Playing It Cool, a couple more, Age of Avengers Age of Ultron and Ant-Man, both in the same year. Um, our brand is Crisis. I didn't know what that was. Love the Coopers, which was like a Christmassy movie. Yeah, yeah. The night before, another Christmassy movie with Seth Rogen and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Um, Triple Nine. Mm, yes. I've uh Captain. I was gonna say Avengers, but Captain America: Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in All the Way, where he played Martin Luther King Jr. Okay. Uh, Detroit. Yeah, that was. Is that Catherine Bigelow? No. No. Maybe. I rem- that was a, a good movie, though. Yeah. Uh, Wetlands, and then Avengers Infinity War, The Hate You Give, Miss Bala, which is the one. Oh, it's coming up for me. Um, I always wanted to watch it. Avengers Endgame. He was in one of the best Black Mirror episodes that ever gets talked about, because as, as everyone knows, I like to call The Shape of Water the fish <laughs> sex movie. This episode of Black Mirror is... Uh, video game sex movie or I don't know if Black Mirror counts as movies or not but okay. it's uh, video game sex episode okay there you go him and his buddy have sex in a video game <laughs> uh, he's also in Point Blank Seaberg uh, Synchronic and he was in a show called Altered Carbon oh okay uh, which leads us to 2020 to present yes which is just he is established of what he is He, you could tell he's making choices for himself yes uh obviously he's in the banker yes he was in the woman in the window with amy adams okay uh outside the wire okay falcon and the winter soldier yes uh solos he was in a i think that was a show also a show twisted metal uh his two newest movies we have a ghost okay which is a comedy yeah yeah i think yeah uh and then i'm I'm very interested in this one i think it's about to come out but it's called if you were the last oh okay and it's a i think it's like a space love story mm. uh coming up this year i don't know if it's filming or post-production at this point but desert warrior okay that sounds cool uh elevation 
uh, he's doing a voice work for a movie called Electric State. Mm-hmm. And I found this interesting. They are currently filming Captain America: <gasps> yes. New World Order. Um, we heard that. Who did, who was talking about it? Somebody was talking about it, and they were like, "Oh, I think it was." Oh my god, I can picture his face. Uh, um, Lawrence Fishburne. Does that make sense, Lawrence Fishburne? Like and that it, he's in it? No, he was talking about it because he was like, I love the MCU so much. Well, because he also forgot he was in it. Oh. In that clip, he goes like, you know, like, if I could be involved in that one day, that would be awesome. <laughs> Someone should tell Lawrence Fishburne he was in Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> right. Yeah. But he was that he spoiled. He was like, oh, they're. Well, I don't know if he spoiled it, but he said he goes, they're filming right now. And I was so excited. And especially because uh, Harrison Ford is replacing. um the guy from broadcast news that passed away oh Uh, william hurt yeah so he's replacing that character oh okay yeah i can see that so this one is like i think they said it's like a psychological Mm. thriller i don't know if we'll throw thriller out there but new captain america and that is the wonderful the wickedly talented (laughs) anthony mckacky mckacky anthony mackie anthony mackie Excellent. Good job. I did Steve Carell, who I believe is very underrated. He was born April 16th, 1962. He's 60 years old. He will be 61, obviously, this year. He is a Leo. He's married for almost 30 years. He has two kids. He has been nominated 145 times, all different, you know, all the noms. He has won 35 different things. Um, he, I believe he is so versatile with the choices and the characters. Um, like you go from Michael Scott in the office, Anchorman and 40 year old version, and then you start seeing him play, you know, a jerk and way, way back. And then he just really, I think this is when after that, he just really sinks his teeth. So in between 2004 and 2010, he's doing, obviously he's doing the office, so he can't do a lot, but he's doing Anchorman. He did 139 episodes of The Office, 40-year-old version, and Date Night. So we see that he's funny. Okay, funny guy, right? Then in 2007, he does Dan in Real Life. And we're starting to see a different character. Something that, you know, like, it isn't funny. He's just, he's playing a widow and a dad. And it's just a different, like, oh, okay. You kind of start going, oh, okay. And then Crazy Stupid Love, kind of the same thing. He's not a widow, but he's kind of a sad dad you know, hope springs like he kind of plays and then you're kind of like, okay, he has this layer as well. Um, Then we really start seeing the inkling of the diversity that he gives us. He, in like I had said, 2013, way, way back, he plays a jerk and it's hard to see that because you're like, no, 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 no. You're like a sweet, nice guy who's funny, but then you're kind of, it's somehow he makes you believe he's really a jerk. Like you're, you know, you're like you're watching him and like, this guy is such an ass. I think it's the perfect role. Like he finished The Office and I'm, I think you said 2013, right? It was yeah. when he was done The Office. Yeah. That movie comes out the same year. That's almost the perfect role to get out of your Michael Scott. Like yes. to get people off the Michael Scott set yeah, like, because go, he's just like, the most like pure, like um, goofy yeah, character. Where and, you're just like, oh, he's harmless, right? But the way, way back is just like... Do you remember when the way, way back... If you guys... First of all, if you haven't seen that movie, you run out and go watch it, right? You pause this right now and go watch that movie because it's such a good movie. But he and Sammy Rockwell is in it, just FYI. Um, remember he's asking him what 
what he thinks he is out of 10. Yeah, what would you rate yourself? What would you rate yourself out of 10? And he's, and he's like, like six, maybe? And yeah. he's like, I think you're a three. Or I think you're a two. Like, he's such an ass. Like, he's so mean. Um, then we get 2014, we get the fox catcher. This is his big, I think, a very big breakout moment to show people his range. That's the way I take it. He is nominated for an Oscar the only time he has been nominated. In this category this year that he is nominated, it's Eddie Redmay for Theory of Everything. It's Bradley Cooper for American Sniper, Benedict Cumberbatch for Imitation Game, and Michael Keaton for Birdman. Like, you could make an argument for any of those for me, and I would believe you. Like, I would be like, absolutely. Those are all, like, it's a tough... It's a tough year for him to get his first nomination. I think like, yeah, because I think if he wasn't up against some of them, he might have had a better chance. But uh, so that's 2014 and 2015. We get two uh, good movies, Free Held, which he plays a gay activist. And in 2050 as well. Sorry, uh, The Big Short. Um, one critic said this was his best performance. The Big Short? Yep. So, I, w- I would say it's up there. Yeah. Like, if we're not counting The Office, then I would say it's second behind Foxcatcher. Yeah. So they were like, this is his best performance. But um, then in 2017, we get Battle of the Sexes, and, which is a tennis movie with Emma Stone and Last Flag Flying, which you watched. Yeah. With uh, Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne and Brian Cranston. Yeah. Very funny movie. Or you know, not funny, but like just very well done movie. Yeah. Um, 2018 is beautiful boy now this is one of my personal favorites he plays a very distraught dad to timothy chalamet who is a drug addict and he's trying to help his son and his portrayal of this because it is a real person it's a real story and it's so real and it's so authentic and it's um it's it to me like when i read these that to me was like one of his best performances. Yeah, it isn't as out there as like Foxcatcher or The Big Short, but it's like got this like humanity to it that I think was really great to watch. Um, we get 2018 Vice. Um, Isn't Vice? Yeah, he plays uh, Dick Cheney's like somebody. He's like kind of in with Dick Is Cheney. Is he the one that shoot- he shoots? No, oh, I don't. I don't know. Anyway, I don't remember um, that movie very well. Oh, my God. I just almost had his name. Anyways, he is. He's in that. Um, and then in 2019, we get him as a sex predator in The Morning Show. Like, he's... That's what they call him. He's just... He's like a Matt Lauer. Do you know? <laughs> like, that's the... Is he on TV? Like, is he a host? He was a host on The Morning Show, and then he gets caught for being inappropriate. Stuff. Being a sex predator is what they call it. So, so to see him now, we're switching gears even again. We've added another layer of this, right? Where he's now playing kind of this asshole. There is parts of you that you, it's not that you root for him. Sympathize? Yeah. Like there is parts where you're like, I still kind of like him. I don't know. Yeah. It's usually those type of people. I know. It's bad. Um, and then in, so he did that for a couple of years, the morning show, uh, currently you can see him on the patient, which is on Apple. I watched the first few episodes. I did really like it. I just, um, because it was one of those, they released three, I watched them and then I just didn't kind of catch up with it. So I guess I didn't like it that much. Um, it was kind of creepy. Like, 
I always say his name wrong, but Domshell, Dom, Dom. Oh, Donald, Donald. But like, why is it spelt like the way it is? He, there's a clip of him saying, "I love my name" because it messes with what he says Americans. But totally though, Donald, Donald Gleason. Yes. So him, he kidnaps um, Steve Carell because he plays his uh, therapist. So he cap he captures Steve Carell is is his therapist. Oh, I thought he meant that Donald was the therapist. No. So he's the therapist, then he kidnaps him and then locks him in his basement. And then it's just like it got weird. And then there was like the mom. I don't know. It just got weird to me. Like I was like, I think I'm good. I don't think I need to watch anymore. But the acting is really good in it. Um, So that's currently um, upcoming. I am so excited about both of these movies. Um, Both are expected this year. One is Imaginary Friends. John Krasinski wrote it and directed it. And there's nothing you can find on it. Like, I'm talking like you have no idea what it's about, which is really great. Um, Also, Asteroid City with Wes Anderson due out in June or July. So with a great cast. I love these like casts they're doing now. Like they're doing such like ensemble big, you know, and I I I like like that. Because people like you couldn't be with big groups for a while in the world. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, let's Oppenheimer. Let's just get everyone. Everyone. Come on board. Yeah. So that's um, Steve Carell. Sorry. Mixed in all of this is all his Despicable Me's. One through four. He plays like it's the voice of. Gru. Yeah. Which he does a great job. Um, I don't. I just feel like even when I went through like he's this 60 year old man who he just feel like he hasn't had the accolades. Like I don't know if he needs it. Like I don't know if that's really his. But I feel like. You know, we're always looking for just like a nice, good guy in Hollywood who's very good at his craft. And I think he fits that mold. He's like a Tom Hanks or a, you know what I mean? Like he's that person, but I don't feel like he's ever in that conversation. No, because if besides being Michael Scott, he's more of like a B or C lister where if you heard the name, you'd be like, yeah, well, what do you know him from? Well, he's in the office. the office. He's Michael Scott. Yeah. That's not, no one's ever going to be, oh, Foxcatcher or... Uh, the Big Short, which yeah. Yeah, the Big Short, he it, well, because he is the star of that movie. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. It is. I know. It's just I just found it interesting. Like I was like, he's got a really wide range here. When you when you look at all the character he's playing, like he's doing, making all the right choices and showing us that he's very capable, but he's not getting that conversation. Not even accolades, like awards, but like the ad- recognition. Yeah, I don't think he is anyway. But maybe he isn't. That's not what he's chasing. Like, maybe he's more of the Edward Norton where he's like, I want to do movies that I want to do. And that's it. Yep, for sure. That's totally fair. And I love that. I just when they're that good, I want people to be like, he's more than just Michael Scott. Like, Michael, like, you know me, I watch The Office almost every day. Right. Like, it's kind of taken over for friends lately. And so I watch that like a lot. And he's he's so great like I when he leaves the show it's it's tough like we're watching that now we're in that stage where he's gone and it doesn't have the same energy right no you have to it's a pretty big right turn when it's the person you made the show around yeah yeah but he left because he wanted to do more diverse characters right even like so he probably filmed the way way back in 2012 you could assume right right so right after the office it's foxcatcher yeah i know because i think he was like i'm gonna swing for the fences kind of you know like show people what i am capable of so do you have anchorman 2 on there because i was trying to think of what uh, 
I don't have it on here. Because that's probably in like the 2015 to 17 yeah. range, I would guess. I don't know why I don't have it in there, but yeah. Because that's when he played. Also, he was in um, a childhood classic, uh, 2007's Over the Hedge. Oh, okay. <laughs> he plays um, Squirrel. Yeah, I don't write them all. Oh, my God. He has like so many. You can't write everything down. Such an iconic voice on yeah, top of like the actor does, that yeah. he is for like kids. Like kids are going to grow up not knowing it's Steve Carell, but then one day go like, oh, that's that's, that's Gru. That's yeah, yeah. The, I can't remember what he was. So for nominations, he had six Golden Globes for The Office and he only won once. And for The Office, he had five Emmy nominations and never won. Wow. So I just I don't know. I find it really interesting. Like I'm like, wow, I'd I'd have to go and see who he's up against. But I just find that funny that he's only won one for The Office. So out of the major ones, right? The ones that we know of. Yeah. yeah it might be a show that got like people caught on too late. Yeah, it could be. Like Schitt's sure. Creek. Yes. Because they only caught on the last year. And then all of a sudden it was over. And you're like, what? No, no, no. Don't look at anything. That's for next week. Okay. Do we? Oh, yeah. Because we do have a. Yeah. Uh, so next week we have our IMCs. Uh, <gasps> I'm so excited. I don't understand why we picked these. Yeah, I don't understand either. I think it's so. Um, oh, it's, we, I know why we did. It's yes. Coach Carter and how to lose a guy in 10 days. And then we're doing a Rotten Tomato score gap. Uh, and we're doing it golf style where you want as little points as possible. So we're trying to guess the discrepancy between or whatever you want to call it. The, between, the range between Rotten Tomatoes score and the audience score because some of them are really big and that's what those two movies we picked because there was a pretty big gap in between yeah them. so we're like those are kind of fun because i was like what would how to lose a guy in 10 days be and yeah so we figured that all out so then we have a competition competition and maybe maybe we'll throw a bet out there i really like bet because i feel like it ups the stakes a little bit i feel like it's more interesting for everyone like I have to watch a movie or you have to watch a movie or something else. But, you know. Like you have to watch like a scary movie. <sighs> With my ears plugged in. Like The Conjuring. <laughs> you and I were so funny when we were watching. We were both like plugging our ears. And that girl was laughing. The girl. That girl. That yeah. girl. That girl that lives with us. Yeah. That's not, our, that's not, I was about to say our sister. That's not my sister. That no. other one. The other one. Yeah. The other female. Yeah. The third one. <laughs> we're, we're outnumbered here. Yep. It's all right. That's why we sit here and podcast for two hours and talk about What's sports. dad doing like banging on the desk? What was that? There was like a noise. Was he, does he get like, like, was he doing that? Probably. Oh, I was like, he's doing it a lot. Because <laughs> you guys had the door open the last time you were doing it. And I was downstairs reading and all I could hear was like this banging. And I was like, what is happening up there? Anyways. Just get, get fired up, I guess. Yeah. All right. Okay. So you got anything else? I got nothing else. All right. Then besides that, we will see you next time. Bye.